All right, this week brings in new ideas, some mindset shifts, and maybe even a little trickster energy that's going to ask you to not take yourself so damn seriously. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cosmic Rx Radio. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. How the hell are we doing? How are we feeling? How are we vibing? What's, how are we living? We're here. We're in June. We're, we're fully in it. So let's just take a deep breath. If you are in one of the areas affected by the wildfires, we're going to talk about that in a second, but I do want you to take a deep breath, hopefully indoors or with a good ass mask on your face. But let's just take a deep breath together here, okay? Let's inhale. Let's exhale. Feeling our expansion, our contraction. Inhaling, illuminating, exhaling, eliminating. I heard Reggie, who's a guest on the podcast, lead us in a breath this week. And he said that, and I loved it. The breath has been so much on my mind ever since Gemini season started and this week it really came to the forefront in the collective. We're gonna talk about that. And if astrology isn't real, but first just like, hey cutie, let's just curl up. I got a cup of something cozy. How about you? Where are you? Driving? Holding laundry? Walking the dog? Cool. Love that for you. We're gonna get into this week, you know, we have I don't want to say like a calm week in astrology, because like that's just not Pluto's going back in the Capricorn. We're in Gemini season. There's nothing calm about it, but there's nothing like huge, monumental, life-changing, earth-shattering, I don't think, but maybe I'll be wrong with that Pluto and Capricorn. I'll, maybe I'll stand corrected. But I just like to say, you know, as we head in this episode, we're not talking about any big eclipses. You know, I just want us to vibe for a second. I want us, we came off of May is Cray, right? We said May was Cray. Who agrees? Who experienced something absolutely Cray? in that last month of May. Me, for sure. Now we go into June. I'm calling it juicy June. I don't know. I might just like be manifesting this, but the energy of June with this Mars and Venus and Leo, with just like the Jupiter and Taurus of it all. June is for lovers. June is, you know, the six months of the year. I think of lover energy, right? I think of the tarot. I think of this sweetness, but also love is chaotic. (laughs) Like falling in love is super destabilizing. So there's also a little bit of that, but we're going to make it juicy. Okay. So really let's just call it juicy June. If you're down, if you're down to call that in with me, I'm sorry, also juicy June. It's like looking outside in nature right now. If you're here in the Northern hemisphere, it's like things are just getting juicy, right? Like mm, went to the farmer's market the other day. There were some ramps out. There was some like luscious looking fruit out. I'm like, okay, like we haven't hit that peak summer but we're feeling, we're feeling the juiciness. We're going to talk about 
if astrology isn't real, especially talking about these wildfires in Canada. We're going to talk about uh, the planetary planning. We're going to talk about Mercury moving to Gemini and really like the call to embody our inner comedian trickster energy as like the self-care medicine. And we're, of course, going to talk about the moon. Who wants to talk about the moon? Me, I do, and how it affects us every day this week. Before we do that, we have the Virgo announcements. Let's let's check in. Let's check up. So Virgo announcements, I've been getting a lot of messages of just people who want to go deeper, have questions about their chart, want to know about mentee spots. So just a little update with working with me personally. Obviously, we have the Cosmic Rx community. We have moon circles there. We have self-guided courses. If you want to work in like a more, how shall we say, transformation station package where you're ready to really up-level, accelerate, or go deeper in your integration of not just astrology, but your spiritual life, your also your practical life, because I'm a Virgo and I like to tend to that. There is on my Instagram, I am Maddie Murphy, there is one of those link tree thingies. There is a wait list to work with me, like a one-on-one, one-off reading. If you just want like a one-hour birth chart, a consultation, you know, a little strategy sesh, pull some cards, those books are closed or basically full to the fall, but I do have last minute cancellations. I have things open up. So get on that wait list if that speaks to you. And then if you want to go deeper, we have the Astro Acceleration, Astro Accelerator program that is kicking off the summer solstice, new moon and Gemini vibes on June 20th. This is very small. This is like small group mentoring. I want you to think about this. It's like my one-on-one mentoring but making it you know a little bit more affordable, being in a small group. And also I really believe in, I think group dynamics, especially like all this Aquarian energy we're in that we activated in 2021 uh, and like you know, beyond. <laughs> There's so much to learn in the group dynamics that it really has been like totally shocking me, reteaching me over and over again, how beautiful it is to learn in community. You know, it's part, learning about your chart, part coaching. We meet weekly. We have Voxer connection to me. You get a workbook, you get a cool notion portal, lots of support, very intimate. And I actually, based on the responses, might be even splitting that into two groups because I just want to keep it really tight, really intimate, really cozy. And then of course, if you're ready to go in for the whole mama jamma and you really want to dive in deep with me, like Cosmic Bestie Life, you know, having your own consultant to the stars on the hotline, direct line, and you're ready to do some really deep excavation, expansion, big shift, cosmic zone work, then I have my one-on-one mentorship spots will be opening. I think I have one spot opening. I said last week, I haven't really started that process yet of looking at the applicants, but get on the wait list. For that, we do a little 15, 20 minute speed dating free call where we just kind of check our vibes, see if we feel good, see if I can help you with what you're going through, see if you like me. And that would be the way to work with me. A lot of you have been requesting almost like a burning question option where you can like send me a question on your chart and maybe I send you like a voice note back or an email. I like that idea. I really do. I'm going to look into that. So put a pin in that TBD burning question life. I appreciate where your head's at with that because I get it. Astrology is 
a science. It's intuitive. It's poetry. It's very hard to like Google things about your chart when there's a lot going on. It's like reading about astrology or Googling it. It's so like linear. It's so, it doesn't like fit. You're like, "Mm, I kind of get that, but not really. And that's what's so beautiful about having an interpreter, having somebody as a consultant, um, someone who also, you know, is, is picking up on on the other aspects of, of intuition, of, of the situation, of energy, the circumstance. So I like that. And it also is why I, you know, I was really thinking about AI this week because we have a brilliant, brilliant consultant we were working with on strategy and storytelling. And she's literally one of the smartest people I've ever worked with in creative and fun and just, oh, she's a dream. And I'll ask her if I have permission to share her info. I don't know if I do, but <laughs> but she was saying that she's been noticing in her career field that clients are turning things down, some of the proposals to work with AI. And I'm like, listen, I love, I'm trying to get used to chat GPT. I love that for like writing an email about, you know, follow-up email to someone that's really generic or even listing out instructions for something on your website. But like, if you are a founder, if you have a mission-led brand, if you are creative, if you're a musician, you can't have chat gbt writing your content they can't have it copywriting your site that shit is soulless like literally so and i was thinking about this week because a few months ago people were approaching me like if i wanted to speak on like ai and astrology and would it place replace astrologers and i'm like no like what it's, it's another way of accessing information and you know hashtag no gatekeeping. I love it. If you want to ask ChatGPT to read your chart, like you'll probably get a lot out of it. I've done it before, like for myself, but it's it's like reading any of these generic reports. It can be really reductive or some of the language can be really even nihilistic and or confusing. So basically what I'm saying is that you never underestimate the human element, especially the heart element when it comes to storytelling, weaving, interpreting. And so all of this to say, TBD on the burning question thing. I like that. But check out my Instagram for the other three ways to work with me or join Cosmic Rx for that group energy in, in the huge, now we have like global community of Cosmic Baddies. We love this for us. Speaking of Cosmic Rx and things coming up this Monday, who's ready? A ring, ring, school's in session. Uh, yeah, Cosmic Summer School begins. It's going to be a weekly series of digestible lessons about your birth chart. Just getting back to basics, birth chart basics, that is. Uh, Again, get a lot of questions about the 101. Even like, this is funny, but me and Audrey will be out in them streets and we'll meet people who have heard of Cosmic Rx, who sign up for the newsletter, done the decoder, listen to this very care pod. And even like people who are, I would say, very like cosmically curious, the numinous newbies, and even a lot of like bros actually, who are like want to learn about astrology. And we love this for us. So we're like, you know, let's just create a starter pack. Let's get back to basics. Because again, there's a lot of weird information out there. And also let's just have it in one spot for our people here. So that starts on Monday, just part of the podcast, a weekly drop, you know, trying to keep the episodes around 30 minutes, a little, you know, just one thing at a time, your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, the modalities, the elements, like what does it all mean? So enjoy that. We're going to have it up all summer long, wherever you listen to your podcast. And speaking of podcast, shall we check in 
with the Batty Bundle winner. Okay, this week's winner is from the Spotify Life. So again, if you haven't done so and you want to leave a rating review on iTunes, you can put your Instagram name in the handle. And if you're on Spotify, they don't allow you to enter text as of now. So you can just screenshot that puppy and slide into our DMs at the Cosmic RX. And this week's winner did that very thing. I'm talking to you at Jenna Monet. Love that name. Celebrity name status. Obsessed with it. And you just said, love you guys um, with the most emojis ever. Just like a true emoji artist here with that review from Spotify. So Jenna Monet, come on down. We have three free months of our Cosmic Rx Plus premium community for you where you can come to live new moon calls, live full moon calls, get access to our moon guide, and of course, connect with the coolest people on earth, the witchy weirdos. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your emojis. We appreciate you. So in other news, let's talk about if astrology is in real. So any of you who here lives in an area that's been affected by the wildfires in Canada. Um, we're going to talk about today, again, I'm in the New York area. I go between New York City and Montauk. And shit was creepy this week. It was spooky. You know, we kind of started noticing on Tuesday, just something up, like a weird haze in the air. Throat was hurting. We were just experiencing, like, I was like, why? I just don't, like, feel great. Obviously, saw on the news that the fires from Nova Scotia, the smoke had started making our way, affecting us, you know, all down Vermont area, New Jersey. And I was like, oh, wow, like this is really scary. And it actually kind of reminded me of after 9-11, like I live in Long Island, from Long Island, and the air was, yes, yeah, super thick for days, actually, weeks. And like, again, it's just that thing where you kind of just assume air is air. It's going to be clean. You're going to go outside. You're going to breathe it. And then it's really gotten progressively even weirder. Wednesday, I'm sure a lot of you have seen the videos, especially of New York City. It's like sepia tone. It's orange. It's giving Gotham City. It's giving dystopian reality. So obviously I'm going to talk a little bit about the astrology of it, but I do want to say just from a safety perspective, if you are in an area where this is affecting you, there are some great resources online. You can check airnow.gov, understanding the air quality for the day. And if you are, again, on the East Coast, a lot of my friends in California have been sharing tips because um, unfortunately, they are all too used to wildfire smoke. So some advice, obviously, if you have an air purifier, great. But N95 masks, when you go out, they're going to be your friends. Rolled up towels along the bottoms of doors and windows doing things to clear out your sinuses, your respiratory uh, saline sprays, neti pots, swabbing your nose with wet Q-tips. I saw our friend Hummusbird online talking about oil pulling. If your surfaces are covered in smoke, you can wipe them down hard surfaces with white vinegar and water. One of my brilliant mentees, Heather, shared, you can look it up, you can make your own air filters using air filters and a box fan. Uh, like AC filters. And then you put a box fan in it with the air direction moving from inside the box to the outside. Also, food is going to be our medicine right now, drinking lots of water, herbs for lung health, respiratory issues, oregano, eucalyptus, 
peppermint, foods that are high in antioxidants, again, going to be our best friends, blueberries, broccoli, carrots, turmeric, I read chaga. So again, just thinking about that in terms of tips. And of course, all of this is an invitation to pay attention to Mama Earth. And she is clearly a, one of the things we're going to talk about right now for if astrology isn't real is she's trying to get our attention, okay? And uh, I hope some of those lawmakers and people high up at the old companies, the old corporations are starting to notice like, hey, we all need air. And like, yeah, even if you have all the money in the world and you can create a little climate controlled palace for yourself, you got to leave sometimes. And no one really looks sexy in one of those like biohazard suits or gas masks. So this would be a great time to just be thinking about the climate, right? So, you know, the astrology of the forest fires is sort of interesting. So the North Node, whenever something big happens in the collective, there's a few things that you kind of look to as an astrologer. And for us right now, the North Node, the North Node is very much our collective karmic path that we are on. We have been in the North Node in Taurus since January 2022, and we're kind of finishing up the last month, month and a week of it. So North Node in Taurus has been a lot about connecting back to our values, connecting back to money in a different way or understanding money abundance in a different way. North Node in Taurus asking us to connect to earth, especially with the Uranus and Taurus there. All of these themes have been really amplified. They're like, we need change. We need innovation. We need revelation. We need revolution. And the North Node, because the nodes work backwards. So bear with me. But as we end the North Node sign, we actually get into the really low numbers. So the North Nodes move in opposite directions than the rest of the zodiac. So the North Node is currently at one degrees in Taurus. And every degree corresponds to a zodiac sign. So the North Node is actually at one degree, which is the Aries degree in Taurus. What is Aries? Cardinal fire in Taurus, you know, the sign of Earth. So the North Node can really help us understand world events, unusual situations, massive increase of something. And of course, Aries represents fire, smoke, things that burn, initiating. Taurus represents the earth, trees, the landscape, plants, flowers, moss, you know, the, the things that come from the earth. So that is interesting. But then, of course, it really gets amplified because Mars, which Mars is the planet of action. Mars is a fiery planet. Mars is attack or things that burn. And Mars is in Leo, another fire sign. And that's squaring Jupiter, which we know expands, has the abundance of things, spreads things in Taurus, the sign of Earth. So we see that there's this like fire, Earth, fire, Earth thing happening in the astrology right now. Not to say this does nothing like really for us. It's not predictive. It's not like that helps understand it all. But I just, the reflection, again, as above, so below, as within, as without. These transits, specifically North Node in Taurus, and as we move into North Node in Aries, we might see more of these fires, unfortunately. So again, the time to act was yesterday, truly, but you know, without creating like uh, urgency, emergency panic, it's just like, let's, let's, let's make a little ruckus. Let's, can we pay attention to this right now? It's creepy. The pictures from New York City this week are literally insane. If you want a great resource of ways to get involved, ways to 
stay educated, ways to make shifts in your local city. I love the slow factory. They always are posting great resources, very helpful, very practical, pragmatic solutions. And, you know, they, they've been posting a lot about these fires and the air quality, but they're always posting good stuff. So go check them out. Apologies if I'm even a little raspy today. I, I feel like I, I smoked a pack of cigs yesterday. And obviously I did not. Not obviously, but I'll tell you, I did not. And that's on air quality. I've been really mindful um, but we're we're all feeling it. And, you know, another thing that's been interesting, forgot to mention this last week, but the North Node in Taurus is feeling, is like this big call to action to like connect to the earth amongst other things. And then we also have Saturn in Pisces. And Saturn in Pisces is like, hey, we have to take responsibility for our oceans, for water. And so we had talked about in our Astrology of 2023 webinar and Saturn Return Workshop that like, these were going to be moments that we in Saturn and Pisces for these next, you know, two and a half years, we need to really Saturn be a good steward, a protector, putting up boundaries and structures around Pisces, around water. You know, I thought it was interesting that we're on World Ocean Day and that, you know, with these fires and these climate catastrophes, the ocean is responsible for the breath that we take, just like forests are, like the ocean, the plankton, the seaweed, the algae, the effect of water quality affects our air too. So there's also like deep connection there. And the Saturn and Pisces, like it's time to pay attention. It's time to pay attention to our ecosystem. And as we have also seen, Mother Nature is letting us know. We've all seen the orcas. Okay, can we talk about the orcas for a second? Not gonna spend too long on this, but if that's not some Saturn and Pisces shit, like these furious orcas are like enough. If no one's gonna listen to us about protecting the ocean, we're gonna take matters into our own hands. Orcas are intelligent, they are social creatures, they are here for the collective liberation, they are practicing like animal ancestral knowledge. Obviously, I don't want anybody getting hurt, but also enough is enough. Like I'd be pissed if I were them too. I support the orcas, hashtag orca revolution, Saturn and Pisces. Shit is what I see when I see that. I'm like, okay, you're not going to listen. We've been trying to do cute little campaigns about saving the ocean since this girl's been in in like elementary school. So I'm just going to rip the rudder off your boat and see how you like it. Okay. So anyway, that's, that's on that. Let's just like listen to mother nature. Let's just honor her. Let's love her. Let's protect her. Let's just like be in good stewardship, be in good relation with her. Let's be in awe. Let's be in wonder of her. Okay. Oh, the wildfires aren't the only thing getting a little heated up in here. Let's talk about the moon. Let's drop into the moon energy. Maybe I need to just, you know, let's let the mama moon hold us for a second. So the moon, the moon is our emotional center. The moon is our way we emotionally regulate. The moon helps us understand and reflect on what's going on in our inner world so we can show up centered and feeling clear and feeling empowered for the outer world. So the day this podcast comes out on Friday, early morning, we move into a Pisces moon. We love this for us. Pisces moon, Gemini sun. Oh my God, this is the combo of 
my cousin, Derek, who is truly one of the most special humans ever. <laughs> and I think about Gemini sun, Pisces moon is like, we're feeling curious, we're feeling social. Pisces moon is also having us feel like tender and compassionate. And maybe we're wanting to reach out to someone we've been thinking of, like send someone a little love note, do something kind for someone. Like how can you go and spread a little love this weekend, right? It's pride month. It's pride month every month. Pride is a riot. Pride is um is, is so many things. But I, I think of, you know, I was walking past Stonewall the other day and I just like burst into tears. Oh my God, I burst into tears so many times this week. I just like, in some ways how far we've come and in some ways how like not far we've come at all. But I was really thinking about this concept of love. And I think it was, you know, hearing my cousin talk about June and lover energy. And I was like, mm, I don't want anybody to be stingy on love and kindness this week. Don't hold any nice thoughts to yourself. If you think something about someone and it is positive, I want you to tell them right away. I don't care if it's someone who has been helping you a lot lately. Someone who you're like, damn, I would not be here without like this person. I'm getting emotional. I'm not even thinking of one person in particular. Or if you just see someone on the street and you're like, look at you go. Like, you're just amazing. I love like this hat. You know, please don't comment people on like maybe like their bodies because that might get inappropriate. But if you see someone just like, just living their life. I, I saw someone gardening the other day and it just looked so nice and lovely. And like, I just was like, good for you. I love you gardening, like way to connect to the earth. And they just were like laughing at me like, what? Like they didn't know I was there. So it doesn't have to be about their appearance, but it can be. If it's not about their body, you can compliment clothes, accessories. We like that. Or just like sending, you know, like doing something nice for someone. But I, I'm really feeling it with this Gemini sun, Pisces moon. Like how can we just put a little of universal love energy into our connections, into our communications, into our relationships? through the weekend and we have that all we have the opportunity to do that all the way through sunday morning i mean we always have the opportunity to do that but talking in, in the lunar rhythm life we're gonna look out for those days though oh my god gemini sun pisces moon can make us really indecisive it can make us feel really flaky it can make us feel really spread thin so we're just gonna work on clarity on boundaries on discernment of course and then sunday morning the moon moves into aries and stays there through Tuesday afternoon. So Gemini sun, Aries moon, Aries moon days, we're feeling like we want some forward motion. We might be feeling restless. We might be feeling like we need some time to ourselves. We might be feeling like we need to speak up for ourselves in some way. We're going to do it lovingly, kindly. We're going to um, kind of channel the Aries moon energy into something maybe physical. Maybe you want to go for a hike or a run or take like a boxing class. There's something about Aries moon energy where always something wants to like move through you, okay? And if you don't, it's going to explode out of you. So let's just like get ahead of that and definitely look out for that, for just letting the energy move through you, not letting things get bottled up or pent up, all right? We're going to use our voice, we're going to use our words, and we're going to get ahead of anything coming up, okay? And Tuesday, that means the afternoon, 230 if you're paying attention, East Coast time, the moon was into Taurus and stays there Wednesday and stays there into Thursday evening around 9.45 p.m. So then we have this Gemini sun, Taurus moon energy, and that's going to lead us into, first of all, next, next week's new moon in Gemini. But this Taurus moon day is let's get grounded. Let's get in our body. To me, Taurus energy is so much about like 
persistence and pragmatism and like showing up for something with consistency. There's something about like Taurus, it's very devotional in your body. It's like, I don't have to race to the finish line on something. It's not to be perfect. I'm just going to show up. So Taurus moon days, show up for something a little bit, you know, go back to some of your embodiment practices, return to your art in some way, something you've been putting off, like let the Taurus moon allow it to feel good. And you know, I just love an invitation to get in your body. I, I might need to do a big foam rolling sesh Taurus moon days or book one of those like stretch lab places. I went to one last month. OMG, your girl, she's tight. And it felt so good to be stretched. So, or you can, you know, do stretches at your own house. But yeah, Taurus moon days, it's going to feel really good to do that. So let's talk about planetary planning. Okay, so this week, what do we have to know? Like I said, the big headlines last week, June 5th, Venus move into Leo. If you missed that episode, check it out because we're going to be in a long ass stretch of Venus and Leo. So we're going to want to understand what this means. And it's already showing up so literally. I had two back-to-back photo shoots. I mean, obviously I planned those, but I was feeling very Venus and Leo this week. Again, my dear mentee, Heather, lives in the south of France and had lots of um, cats in need around her. And we thought that was very Venus and Leo. And to clarify a question from my girl, Kirsty, we talked about no permanent beauty things during Venus retrograde. And the retrograde shadow starts June 19th. So I would say absolutely no beauty treatments starting July 22nd. But even if you want to be really cautious, I would say maybe not even after the 19th. Um, And she clarified, does this mean tattoos? I assume you mean it means tattoos. But in case I wasn't clear, I definitely am talking about tattoos in that also. (laughs) And I know all of you, if you're rebels like me, the second you hear, oh, you can't do something, all of a sudden it's like, I need a tattoo. I need a tattoo right now more than I've ever needed one before. So we're just going to resist that urge. (laughs) Maybe wait till the smoke clears, if you will, a little bit. Things are foggy. Venus and Leo retrograde in that like summer energy. Things around love, beauty, aesthetics, even money are going to feel like how how New York City feels right now. Foggy, hazy, confusing, like not clear. Okay. This week, Pluto moves back back into Capricorn on June 11th. So we've been in this Pluto in Aquarius since the end of March. And we saw around that time, we had a run on the banks. We saw everything, the Silicon Valley bank. We saw things like, ooh, a shaking up of the system, a changing up of of what's coming. And I just interviewed a brilliant uh, Cosmic Batty listener, Megan this week, who's going to come on the podcast and teach us all about decentralization, DAOs, Web3, and things that are very Pluto and Aquarius. So stay tuned to that. But as we move back into Pluto and Capricorn, I am thinking a lot about, okay, we're closing out. Now we're in this final home stretch. So we're going to be here through essentially January 2024. We're going to be like going back and forth September and then November 2024, just in time for, you know, the elections. Um, It'll stay there through March 2043. Okay. So we're in this business right now of tying up loose ends, looking at what's unfinished. What has Pluto 
you know, helped us evolve through, clear through, and what is not, like, what hasn't been finished yet, especially Capricorn as it relates to old system structures, government, businesses, society, just these things that Pluto is like trying to take the damn wrecking ball to things and resistance is futile. Uh, what does Pluto say? Evolve or die, bitches. So we need to look at through this time, Pluto and Capricorn will be helping us evolve. I also thought it was interesting, again, with the forest fires, Pluto's been in Aquarius, Aquarius is air. In 2021, we went through the Great Conjunction, starting like the age of air. And it was just interesting, even COVID happened during the North Node moved in Gemini, had us all thinking about air. Saturn was in Aquarius, we had restrictions around air. Now we're in Gemini season, and Gemini is bringing chaos to our concept of air to have us think about something differently, what needs to be changed, Pluto, right? We see this all playing out. So let's talk about the chaos of Gemini season. Who here's feeling it? Who here like has had some some just like wild rides during Gemini season so far? This is actually good. This is good for us, even if it doesn't always feel that way, okay? Trust me. So in astrology, these zodiac signs and the planets that rule them are really associated with an archetypal energy. An archetypal energy that really it goes beyond even cultural mythology. It's kind of transcendent. And that's why I love archetypal work. Obviously, here in the West, we associate a lot of archetypal work with Carl Jung, but he by no means invented this at all. But archetype, you know, the root of the word in ancient Greek is original pattern. So we can really learn about like these patterns that are deeply ingrained in the human psyche that help us understand the different ways in which we see, perceive, experience reality. And it really helps us understand like there's these kind of archaic remnants in our psyche. Freud said, I'm going to just quote all these old, old white dudes right now. But like these help us understand our existence. This is how we can understand other people's experiences or shape shift into archetypal energy that we've never necessarily embodied or experienced or trained to understand. And it can also help us understand like motifs, themes of our experience and that are universal to the human experience. And why I love archetypal energy is it helps us understand. It's really like, to me, it's like dress up for our soul. It is method acting for ourselves. Like, oh, maybe I'm not always X, Y, Z this way, but with this help, you know, of this archetypal energy, I can stretch into a new part of myself. I can flex new superpowers. I can have a new tool in my toolkit to move through life with. Obviously, another Joseph Campbell, Caroline Meese are also people who've done amazing work with archetypes. But we're going to talk about Gemini season. Gemini is ruled by Mercury. In shamanic astrology, Gemini is very associated with the trickster energy, with the comedian, with the mischief maker. And, you know, Mercury, mercurial energy is the trickster. And I love this because when we talk about Mercury, um, Mercury is the Roman trickster god. Uh, we think, again, this is why Mercury retrograde, things can be so tricky. We get a little like, Mercury asks us to laugh at ourselves. But this trickster archetype I'm obsessed with because it goes into every culture and like across, again, spanning many different societal backgrounds, religions, landscapes. And we see like, in certain 
African literature. We see the trickster take the form of the rabbit. We see in Bulgarian Finnish folklore, the fox is the trickster. We see a lot in um, Native American creation myths, the coyote is the trickster. But we, we see the trickster and the importance of it is like nothing is ever one way. Nothing is ever <laughs> set in stone. And this is very much what Gemini season teaches us. And again, I'm really shouting out Heather a lot today, but she gave me a lot of good info. Like she always does. But this week she received a book in the mail and I was like, holy shit, I need to read that. Trickster Makes This World, How the Disruptive Imagination Creates Culture. And I love this. And it was so Gemini season about like tricksters can be annoying, even to us, right? I'm thinking of Mercury Retrograde. But trickster is playful. It's mischievous. It's subversive. It's It questions things. It turns things on its head. And this is what we're all meant to embody and, and live into, especially during Gemini season. And I say all of this with this week extra emphasis on it. Because on June 11th, Mercury moves into Gemini. We've had this long Mercury and Taurus, Mercury and Taurus retrograde. We've been there for a minute. And Mercury and Gemini is going to bring in like a breath of fresh air to our minds, to how we think about things, especially like our minds might have felt like we were a little bit muddled in earth, right? We've been there since in Mercury and Taurus since April 3rd. That's a long Mercury run. Usually we have four weeks in Mercury. So our minds might have started to feel a little bit, yeah, stuck in the mud, a little too fixed earth. And now Gemini, Sun and Gemini, Mercury and Gemini is asking us to like, okay, like let's bring in, let's bring in some fresh air. Let's bring in some carbonation, some champagne bubbles to our thought process. And let's just also see if we can sit with it, we can play with it. What if we could play with our problems? What if we could get a little silly with the solutions? What if we could allow ourselves to laugh at ourselves for like, this is a ridiculous thing, this human ride. And like, that's what the Mercury and Sun and Gemini invitation is. What if we just stop taking ourselves so damn seriously? Truly. And like, there's also something in Gemini medicine about like observing, like just observing, like, this is very interesting. I'm having a big, big feeling, having a big reaction, having a big stress feeling, a big anxious feeling. And what if I, instead of attaching stories to it, to tell myself how I feel, why I'm feeling that way, to try to, you know, prescribe something to help me understand this, pathologize it. What if I just observed it? First of all, okay, I'm just feeling this way. My, my chest is heavy. I'm feeling restless. I was feeling this way this weekend. I don't know, the full moon, I don't know what it was. I just started feeling kind of anxious. And I was like, my mind went to all the things I had to do and all the things that are outlined. And I was like, I don't really know if it's that. What if it's not that? What if it's just that I need to like come into my body more? What if I need to listen to something? What if it's just my body saying some really weird smoky air is coming? Like we're nervous about it. But like I just had to sit with it and it did shift my relationship to the stories. It shifted my reaction. It shifted the way I could kind of move through that anxious place. And also the Gemini energy, the trickster energy of laughter is so important. And my beautiful dear Mercury husband, Colin Bedell, Gemini King, did post a great reel this week about in ancient times and across many different spiritual modalities. It was actually like you could not enter a spiritual ceremony. You could not think critically. You could not partake in religious ceremony or ritual until you laughed 
first. And that's why there was always a court jester, a comedian present. And there's a great book, Compassionate Laughter, Jest for Life by Patty Wooten. I haven't read the whole thing, but just excerpts in full disclosure. But she talks about that every culture has clowns and that they have, you know, they enhance this, what I was just saying, the sacred ceremonies for many cultures throughout histories. Um, their history, like we need, like before we can drop into matters of the heart, we need this sort of clown, trickster, comedian, jester energy, if you will. Clowns capture our attention and it's like laughter allows us to forget maybe the petty concerns, the earthly things. I always think about, you know, I love teaching, I love sharing, and I've always used humor, especially self-deprecating humor. I remember my first big meditation events in New York City. This was years ago before, like, I feel like meditation was like totally cool. And we were doing moon, moon, like, you know, meditation. So it's even make it weirder. I was at a hotel, public hotel, very cool spot. And people would just come and a lot of people would take their their partners or someone who I could tell was like, I always thought one person was really into it and one person was trepidatious about coming, kind of drag there. Like I thought we were going like Sunday brunch and thrifting. And now I'm like meditating on like a hotel, like balcony with like a hotel, like rooftop with this lady. Why? And so I always found that like, you know, my North Node is in Gemini, my Chiron's in Gemini. And part of my teaching style is to lead with humor and let myself be messy and let myself make jokes and and kind of address like the elephant in the room or, or whatever it is, right? And that's why I love, especially the in-person, like things just come to you. And, and, and I would love watching people laugh. I think I would catch them off guard with something I would say or, or whatever would happen. And you could see this like, like decalcification, like the wall that was put up, the armor that's put up, like the hardness, again, that fixedness, it sort of melts and opens. And I always say, it's like, mm, it's like going and doing a little soak, a little hot tub, a little sauna combo before the massage. It's like, okay, and yeah, now we're open. Now the message, now the medicine, now the magic can get through. And this is so important for obviously as, as teachers, as people who conduct, you know, healing ceremonies, rituals, but this is important for all of us, right? Like it's so universal. And so whether you are teaching and storytelling or whether you just need to do this for yourself, like there might be something coming up this week or the next few weeks where we just have to laugh at ourselves and be like, this is hilarious that I'm caught in this pickle again, or that like life is ridiculous. And the laughter and ability to approach it with my love in Kim Cran's archetype deck, she has the comic as the last archetype. Um, she came on the podcast last summer and she talked about that card. The deck was complete. It was set to print. It was like off, you know, and she's like, wait, there's one more archetype I'm leaving out. And her guides, her intuition showed her. It was like the comic because we really need it. And the card is silly. It's like a collage of like a cat and like a party hat. It's so funny. And like, it's because this humor and humorous antics are meant to shatter our perception about the rigidity of how life has to be. And it's meant to shatter also the way our ego sort of holds us in, in this chokehold. And I love it. And again, across so many societies, there's in like, in this book that I was just mentioning, Compassionate Laughter, Patty Wooten talks about the Hayoka um, in, the, in the Plains Indians. The Hayoka is a spiritual teacher that, that comes from this. We have in like, in Norse mythology, we have Loki. I forget, I was at one of my like first like psychic spiritual medium groups and we were doing these exercises on each other and I was so nervous. And some guy, like the guy who was reading next to me just kept being like, you're just like Loki. Like you just, 
I thought he was saying low-key. I was like, yeah, I am pretty low-key about this. But he's like, no, like you have this like low-key, like mischievous energy about you. Like you have this like spiritual, like giggle energy about you. Like, and I was like, I so feel that way because the whole time they were trying to do all these serious exercises, I'm in my head, like kind of like rolling my eyes at myself or laughing. But there's another part of my ego is like, stop, Maddie, we're being serious. We're being spiritual now. And so I love that he just named the low-key energy and somehow just gave me permission to own that as part of my medicine. But again, we, we see we see this through so many cultures. I, I can't even list all of them here. But, you know, this is also important. It's not just important for us in our healing journey to understand the trickster energy. But again, like I was saying, the book that Heather got, it's like we need this to be disruptive, to bring in change because trickster energy also turns things on its head. And so I was saying it's like that Rubik's Cube energy, like let's just keep keep turning this around. And the trickster, you know, also the court jester, you know, when we look at that archetype of a court jester, it was like the person who could make fun of the king. It was the person who could kind of speak truth to power, but because they were doing it through humor, through play, through silliness. So we can also think about engaging that, right? Like, Mm, how do we embody that trickster energy to sort of think and see things anew, but also, yeah, like call out or, or be disruptive, right? In a positive, creative, constructive way. So just this energy has been really present with me. I was thinking about it. And then Heather sent me this book. And then I saw Colin's post and I was like, all right, trickster energy is here. So I want you to think about how you can, like how you can subvert, how you can make life more silly, how you can use humor or laughter just to bring in a new, fresh perspective this week. And honestly, just again, if nothing else, just don't take yourself in life so damn seriously. There are serious things happening in our world. That is for sure. I'm not saying that, but it's like we actually have so much more energy to deal with them and to show up differently when we don't take ourselves so seriously. We can actually manifest a whole more positive change. We can overcome way more obstacles. We can really increase, again, the energy, the frequency that we want to attract in the world when we're not being so heavy, so rigid, taking ourselves just way, 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 way too seriously. It's not that serious. It was never that serious. I love that TikTok audio. I think about it like all the time in my head. Just like, it's not that serious. Relax. So I hope this helps. I hope this offers you some sort of medicine. Uh, There's so many, I, I mentioned these books. There's another book, The Trickster in West Africa, A Study of Mythic Irony sacred delight trickster makes this world mischief myth myth and art um by lewis hyde if you want to go deeper if you want to learn more about trickster energy or if maybe you carry a lot of gemini energy and you're like what the heck is this trickster energy i'm all about how do i use it how do i make the most of it and even like there's studies that show like in people's dmt or ayahuasca experiences that trickster energy like shows up across the board to teach them something yeah so i'm I'm just laughing about like all the research i did on this today i was just cracking up about like yeah the 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 trickster the clown like the secret comic the giggle medicine it's really here to like break up something that felt heavy for us felt hard felt impossible to move through so as mercury moves into gemini as the sun moves into gemini i just invite you whether it's big big things like we're talking about with like 
climate crisis and, and helping to heal our ecosystems and take care of Mama Earth, or just all the way down to like you having a delay in travel or like or something, you know, like dropping your phone into a puddle yet again. Like, how can we just find like the humor in it and then therefore find the ease and therefore find the way to a solution, to resolution, right? So that's my invitation for all of you this week. That's my my challenge is let's embody some of this trickster energy. That's where I'm going to leave you. Sending you so much love. Be everything. Happy Gemini season. Happy Back to Jupiter and Taurus. We're in it. We're here. We're doing it. We're doing this damn thing of being a human. I'm wrapping you in stardust in love. And I am calling in for you those amazing, sweaty, fulfilling, mind-blowing, toe-curling, juicy sex <laughs> moments. And of course, those like big, fat, fulfilling, abundance enriching life, giving checks. Okay, I'm babbling now. I'm going to go. I love you all. See you next week. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes all of my astrology info for the month ahead and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.